This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, you uh, you talk to your dogs. Do you have full conversations with oh, your dogs? Oh yeah, full. To, uh, I wouldn't say full conversations, but hundred percent, I'm a crazy person. If you were watching me in my house alone with my dogs, like how in depth will the conversations get? Are we having fun? Yeah, you want to go? Just like, you know, like kitty talk, you know, almost like, yeah, like, are, oh, yeah, you want to go? The outside? end of the day, you where's, don't unload where's my earbuds. You don't unload your problems or anything like that. Like, you like don't complain about my boss or. <laughs> you don't imagine the dogs are talking back to you. Sometimes. <laughs> Apparently, you're not that weird. Their eyes are expressive. Uh, 60% of dog owners say they have full blown discussions with their pets. Yeah, when you say full blown discussions, I feel like there's like a two, like you're almost like filling in the other half of the conversation with your dogs. I feel like I just ask a lot of rhetorical questions. I wouldn't call it a conversation. This poll asked pet owners if they talk at length with their pets. Sixty percent of dog owners say they have full blown discussions with their dog. Do you think dog owners are having more conversations than cat owners? What oh yeah, think? cats are so rude. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. The, the cats want to be left alone. Fifty-two percent saying they have long talks with their cats. So Still 60%, a Sixty percent, sixty percent of dog owners, fifty-two percent of cat owners. I wonder how much the parrot owners are, because those people seem like the loneliest <laughs> people to me. Well, the difference is the parrot can talk back. <laughs> that's why you get one, right? Because yeah. you're that lonely. Yeah, you think the conversations you have with your dog are long. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You know the Casper mattresses, Jim? Yeah, they come in the mail in the box, Yeah, and then they right. unfold and expand. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting those things back in the box yeah. once you open that thing Vacuum up. Vacuum sealed. <laughs> so the Casper mattress company is looking for an employee who will get paid to sleep. Here's the job description. You'll sleep in our stores and in unexpected settings around the world. <laughs> On the rare occasion you're not sleeping, you'll share your experience with others by creating TikTok-style content to be posted across Casper social media channels, and you will have to demonstrate your ability to sleep. Dream candidate has to have exceptional sleeping ability, <laughs> a desire to sleep as much as possible, okay, willingness to be in front or behind the camera, Ability to sleep through anything. A passion for sharing and talking about all things sleep. Sounds like they're looking for an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference between passing out yeah. and sleeping? As long as I'm not moving, I think it's good on camera. Get out of here. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Try to wake me up. I'm sleeping. Uh, there will be a pajama dress code. Oh, no. You will get free Casper products, limited, in brackets. So you don't get everything free, but probably one or two mattresses thrown your way. There will be part-time hours and compensation. So oh, no, that's it? No full-time salary, unfortunately, associated with the uh, the sleeping job here. Okay, for as much as it sounded like you'd be on camera sleeping, I thought it was like a Truman Show situation. Like, we're, we're going to watch you your entire life and see how you sleep. Because what if you're doing a TikTok, all you do is close your eyes for 30 seconds, lay on a mattress. How, are we, how do we know you're sleeping? How does that prove anything? Jim wants evidence that you're out for at least eight hours. Yes. I want a, <laughs> I want a clock or a sand, uh, whatever they call them, a sand dial or whatever. 
uh, hourglass. An hourglass. Yeah, beside you, going the whole time to confirm. <laughs> you must be 18 or older, must be willing to capture content and be featured on social media. Um, and you, they're, they're saying New York city area-based residence is preferred but not required. What's all this exotic location stuff? I thought I would be going on a cliff and like sleeping on a cliff or the top of the Eiffel Tower or something. Yeah, you just cut open the Casper box when you get up there. (laughs) Two people go flying off the edge. (laughs) Uh, If you're interested, you have two more days to apply. You can send a video to at Casper on TikTok with hashtag Casper Sleepers. Your parents would be so proud you could <laughs> land this. I guess technically this is a dream job yeah. as a Casper sleeper. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And you may want to uh, go on a little hunt through your junk drawer today because it could be some free money just sitting there waiting for you, Jim. Yeah, according to the CRA, the Canadian Revenue Agency, they're saying there's $1.4 billion with a B dollars in uncashed checks still circulating around in Canada, some dating as far back as 1998. So, I mean, when a business writes a check, they send it to the CRA for tax purposes but sometimes that person who gets the check never cashes it so there's a discrepancy there obviously so they said there's 1.4 billion in uncashed checks in canada they will send an e-notification to the people who they have contact info for because they may know your name and contact info if you have a check you haven't cashed so in november so is this like tax return checks no this is like this is, I think this is just like checks, you know, they, they can keep track, right? They, don't you remember? This was like 10 years ago too. They, there was another story like this where people just realized that there was like all these checks that have not been cashed. This isn't, this isn't from the CRA. Yeah, it is. Each year, the CRA issues millions of payments in the form of benefits and refunds. So these are oh. refund checks from the Canada Revenue oh, Agency. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> I misread the story. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, so the people who are have been given a refund and they oh, haven't cashed the check... Well, that makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remind me not to get you to do my taxes, Jim. No, no. No, I just skimmed the story. But anyway... You will get a notification. In no- that makes sense how they have your, your email yes. too. Okay, yeah, so you yeah. can sign on to the, uh, your CRA account to see too if you have a cat. Why are you going all I'm red over this, there? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm surprised the CRA is even telling people. Like if you were them, you would be like, yeah, we'll keep it. Is there an expiry date? No. So it's not like the lotto because we we've been talking about this. If you win the lotto, if you don't claim it within two years, then the ticket expires. So it's not the same with these checks, I no, guess. No, no. So, yeah, they said uh, it has returned $800 million to taxpayers so far, and they still have an additional $1.4 billion. Still out there. Okay. Hmm. So look for the, some checks from yeah. the Canadian Revenue yeah. Agency. And if you're stupid enough to not cash your paycheck, you're SOL. <laughs> because that's a lot of money, man. I wonder if one guy has like a 
a $400 million check that he hasn't cashed yet. And he's just waiting for the dollar to be better? Wipes his butt with it. <laughs> you know, he's so rich. It's probably Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Kevin O'Leary. Kevin O'Leary's got a billion-dollar check in his junk drawer somewhere. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This headline I found shocking. Miss Universe, the beauty pageant, reportedly will be welcoming wives and mothers to compete for the first time in history. Did you have have any idea that wives and mothers couldn't compete in the Miss Universe pageant? Well, the wives, yeah, it's Miss Universe, not Mrs. Universe. Come on, Taz. This is from an article. According to the National, in 2023, the annual competition will accept married women and contestants with children for the first time. Publication assures they have access to an internal memo in which the organization reveals the new decision will help them evolve with the times. What times? The 1800s? (laughs) I mean, the 70s at least. I (laughs) mean, like, uh, having a child out of wedlock has not been a big deal for decades. That is, uh, yeah, that is a, I mean, I mean, I was being trivial about the miss and misses, but it kind of makes sense, kind of, but I don't know why you would ever limit it. Yeah. You didn't realize that. No, that was news to me, no. Yeah, you couldn't, if you were, had a kid. Or you were married, you couldn't compete in the Miss Universe pageant. And that's changing. Kind of jumping on the MILF bandwagon a little bit. Yeah, here. let's do it. I mean, you can be MILF a young universe. mother as well, too. But um, <laughs> The MILF Universe pageant. I can, I can guarantee that, that next winter we'll have a child, I bet. Well, think of all the be- women who have been uh, unable to compete. Sure. All the, all the wonderful... Uh, Women out there who are great candidates for this role. Well, yeah, competition is going to be a little more stiff because, like, literally, there's going to be thirty percent more women now available to compete. Exactly. In this, this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Olivia Newton-John has passed away at age seventy-three. Of course, she's known for her role as Sandy in Greece. Probably watched this movie a thousand times with my sisters on VHS growing oh, yeah. up. And I'm sure they have a soundtrack too on tape or CD. She had her solo hits. Xanadu was a big movie. Uh, not critically, but she had some big songs from Xanadu, which is a slice of the 80s if you haven't seen it. Never have. And then. <laughs> Jim and I this morning have been watching the video, the music video for this song. <laughs> Probably one of the most 1980s things ever created. Oh, it's the whole package. And I'm saying package for a reason. The whole package is very 80s. The camera angles. Oh, the, my the, God. The comedy. <laughs> the workout gear. Sure. Let's get physical. Physical. Miss those outfits. Yeah. Uh, do you know that uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John almost didn't get that role in Greece, which obviously was her breakout star-making moment? It was going to Marie Osmond, but then Marie Osmond refused to have the character Sandy go bad at the end of the movie, turn into a bad girl from a good girl. 
<laughs> oh, you mean put on a leather jacket? <laughs> and tight leather pants. <laughs> yeah. Dude, back in 1977, that was controversial stuff. Oh, uh, was it? The good girl goes bad girl, hmm. smokes a cigarette, goes off with the boy in the flying car, whatever oh. the hell. How- Donnie would be so disappointed <laughs> in me. Uh, Olivia Newton-John was worried about what it would do to her reputation as well to go from good girl to bad girl in the movie, but John Travolta helped talk her into it. So, mm-hmm. like, one of the hottest looks ever is Olivia Newton-John at the end of Grease. With the leather? Yeah, that's oh. a classic. Like, are you kidding me? And in a, in a very sexy uh, Halloween costume, a common one, too. Yes, you looked great in it. That Thank you. Um, uh, John Travolta obviously had a connection with Olivia Newton-John. He paid tribute on Instagram saying, My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road, and we will be together again. Yours from the first moment I saw you and forever. Your Danny. Your John. Mm. Yeah, anytime I hear Olivia Newton-John music, I think of my sisters and my mom. Like mm-hmm. they love just cranking that on on vinyl. Oh yeah, getting start vacuuming up. on a Let's Sunday get morning. Physical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no cause of death has been given, but it's assumed she lost her battle with cancer. She had been battling breast cancer for a while. Olivia Newton-John has died at age 73. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Man, it's a strange time we're living in when it comes to movies. Remakes and stuff, or what? Remakes and video games, board games all being made into movies. Yeah. The latest uh, live-action (laughs) Pac-Man movie. They're just taking anything without a plot and then, like, throwing a plot on it. I'm surprised it's taking this long to do a Pac-Man movie, to be perfectly honest. What? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the plot... I mean, the, the plot... It's gotta be an alien. The plot in the original uh, Ms. Pac-Man was Act 1, they meet. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I never made it far enough in the game to know what happens <laughs> <It's> next. <tough. laughs> <laughs> Act one, they meet. Yes, I I did it. Oh no, I just yeah. died. Because <laughs> I wonder what it will. It, will it be a guy who turns into Pac Man, like a werewolf situation? Yeah, yeah. Because like it'd be weird to just watch Pac Man unless he had like little comical arms and legs that popped out of his like yeah. Well, there was head. the there was the Pac Man cartoon. I mean, everybody initially when they hear Pac Man thinks of just like. A pizza missing a slice, yeah, yeah. right? And that iconic yellow shape. But there was in the eighties a Pac-Man cartoon, okay, where Pac-Man had more of a face on him, and he had shoes, legs, oh, eyes? arms. Yeah, yeah, okay. So is that the Pac-Man we're getting? Is this going to be kind of like a Sonic the Hedgehog thing, where it's CG Pac-Man interacting with human actors, hmm. kind of like the Smurfs movie? You know? Yeah. Or is it going to be like a subverted thing like um, uh, Alvin and the... Not Alvin and the... Uh, Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale, which is like... It Self-aware. was the characters, but right. they're in Hollywood, yeah. and it's like a peek behind the curtain kind of weird. Try to make it more of an adult comedy yeah. than, a, than for kids. Hmm. 
Oh, I mean, the world is their oyster because there's no plot. <laughs> you know, they can do whatever they want at this point. Well, there's some Pac-Man diehards, I'm sure, sure that'll yeah. be upset if they don't follow, is that canon? follow the canon of, <laughs> of the Pac-Man universe. But yeah, they're, they're working on this. It'll be interesting to see which way they go because... Uh, some of those special effects can be terrifying. Like, remember the garbage pail kids? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I always hope they do go practical with Pac-Man. <laughs> I just hope it's dark, like a dark, gritty one. And it's like he's like strung out on whatever pills he's taken. You yeah. know what I mean? He's got a major addiction to yeah. those little power pellets. And maybe the ghosts aren't even real. <laughs> <laughs> It was in his brain. They're a figment of Pac-Man's imagination. Pac-Man, we've invited you here today because we all love you. What? And we've all written something down I think you need to listen what, to. Why are we going to Six Flags? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And the Hamilton music scene is reeling from this news. Tragedy reports saying that teenage head guitarist Gord Lewis is Hamilton's third homicide of 2022. They are revered by bands like the Ramones, the Tragically Hip. Their influence, their energy is absolutely legendary across this country and beyond. And I know a lot of musicians, especially those living in Hamilton, looked up to Teenage Head. Now, even if you don't know their music, I'm sure you've got at least one cool friend who has a Teenage Head t-shirt, right? Oh, for sure. They spent a lot of their career playing bars, college campuses, across Ontario, across Canada. And it's just... What do you say? The the news here that Gord was found dead in his downtown apartment on Sunday night on Catherine Street between Forest Avenue and Young Street has got to be a shock to fans, to family, and to his bandmates. Now, there was a uh, press conference yesterday afternoon, and Hamilton police say the investigation is ongoing, but... They do believe the victim and the accused were father and son. Yeah, that's not good. Police say that a man in his 60s was discovered by officers during a wellness check prompted by an email sent to media outfits outlets with information related to a deceased person. Hmm. So there was some sort of communication to media outlets, police were notified. Wellness check was done, and they found uh, found Gord's body. They, he hasn't been identified um, because of uh, some issues with the condition of the body. But uh, police are working on that. An autopsy will be conducted. Uh, we don't know what the cause, the actual cause of death was. But they say it was consistent with foul play. Jonathan Lewis, 41 years old, has been charged with second-degree murder. And, uh, man, this is... A, the band has had ups and downs uh, through its, its long career. They lost Frankie, their lead singer, who was an absolute fireball of energy. And they bounced back from that. There's been a, a teenage head renaissance 
They've been uh, playing shows, releasing albums over the past five or six years. Uh, their vinyl out of print became very collectible, so they released uh, additional vinyl albums in the past few years and definitely have a strong, solid fan base out there. So we're thinking of all you Teenage Head fans, and of course, this is unimaginable for the family and the band. Uh, we'll keep you posted as details continue to develop. I, I know the band not long ago was in the 900 CHML studios, our uh, global news station in Hamilton, speaking with Scott Thompson, and um, obviously Global News and CHML are going to be following this story very closely. If we get any developments, we'll pass those on this to you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Ozzy Osbourne, we've been worried about his health. He had a surgery. They didn't really go into details as to exactly what Ozzy had done, but Sharon did say that depending on how the surgery went, it would affect the rest of Ozzy's life. We heard it went well, and now we have seen Ozzy performing. He looks pretty good. Yesterday in Birmingham, England, the home of Ozzy Osbourne. That's where he's from. Him and uh, Tommy Iommi got up on stage and did a little paranoid. Still got it. He does sound good. He mi- Is he missing the chorus right now? <laughs> I don't know, but he sounds great. Oh, oh. He's not missing anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Bouncing up and down, looking like he's having a great time closing out the Commonwealth Games. We had a, uh, a friend visiting from Australia. He's, uh, he's my good friend's sister's brother-in-law. And they're, they're here for like two or three weeks from Australia, and they were over at my place for a barbecue on the weekend. His name's Ben, and Ben would not shut up about the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> <laughs> right into him or what? Oh, yeah, he loves him. And eventually someone said, hey, well, why is what are the Commonwealth Games? And I explained, well... Uh, basically, if you're a country that England has tried to screw over at some point, you're allowed to compete in the Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason Ben loves them so much is because Australia dominates at the Commonwealth Games. True, that's true. They did win this year. Congratulations, got, yeah. Australia. 178 medals. Which means to me there's not enough countries participating in the Commonwealth Games. If one country can get 178 medals, England got 176, Canada got third with 92 medals. That's pretty good. Big gap between first, second, and third, but uh, yeah, Canada, third place. We'll take number three. How does it feel, India, at number four? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 